Hey there, welcome to the Product Hive Podcast. On this episode, we're bringing you the training session where you'll hear about the Product Hive Mentorship Program and how to be a better mentee. This panel discussion includes Bonnie Bronson, Nisa Farley, Gil Lee, and Mike Baird. Again, my name is Rudyard Hopkins. I have been part of the Product Hive organization um, for the last five years. And they've seen this, it's been a privilege for me to be associated and see it grow. The purpose of this training is to serve as a catalyst in your experience as a mentee in the Product Hive mentorship program. So we want you to be successful. Today, uh, you're gonna hear some tremendous insights We've prompted you with some questions. You'll see those again in the chat window in Zoom. And we want you to, we suggest you copy and paste those questions and take a note in any kind of note-taking app for you to be able to think through those as we go along. Um, for first case of housekeeping or in case of how it's going to go, we want you to just try and keep yourself on mute the entire time. And each speaker is going to leave or try and see if they're able to leave a few minutes at the end of their session or the end of their presentation, then we'll take some questions then through chat, the uh, chat feature in Zoom. If we don't get to all the questions, there'll be an email and Slack answers following the event. Um, please use, again, that Zoom feature for your questions. The, this whole thing will be recorded and sent out afterwards. Uh, so you'll be able to review it. And if we have any kind of a, we'll have some follow-up information that'll come out after the event. So the first person I wanted to introduce, as you'll see here from the slide, is our Product Hive Mentorship Team Lead, um, Bonnie Bronson. We're grateful to have her, and I wanted to just allow her a few minutes to talk about this program. Thanks so much, Red. I really appreciate that. Um, and hopefully my Zoom just minimized. Am I still on? You guys get an audio? Yeah, okay. we can see you. Okay, you. great. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Red. I'm really excited to share, uh, you know, to share with you guys here today uh, with this. Uh, I get a little nervous on camera. It's, it's one of my, my fun things. So I'm just going to breathe for a second. Um, so 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I was mentored for the first time. Um, someone encouraged me to take bold action in my life. Um, I ended up driving across states in an old car that my brother and I had fixed up, um, just powered by basically Red Bull and crackers. I went and sat in so many interviews and sat in front of people and asked them to believe in me and give me a chance. And, uh, and I kept doing that process of following the advice of mentors and seeking out people to encourage me and help me to see beyond myself and to uh, to take on opportunities and, uh, and that's changed the course of my life. And so it's something that is very near and dear to my heart. And I'm so grateful to all the people that have given to me and, and I've really deeply just been so just blessed to be able to also go and give back to others as well. And so the, the just big idea of mentoring <laughs> to me is just beautiful and amazing and I've had my life changed by it and I've seen so many other lives changed by it so that's something that um, I guess like the big just the kind of idea that mentoring isn't one time thing this isn't necessarily a class but it's a pattern that we follow throughout our lives of seeking out others who have been where we want to be and 
asking questions, asking them to help us to see through their eyes and to gain experience um, from them. And then also going and turning and doing the same for others uh, is, a, is a pattern that will hopefully happen for all of us many, many times. I think I've you know mentored probably about 100 people now, and I've been mentored by dozens and dozens of people. And, um, and so this is... Uh, <laughs> This is just something that I'm super passionate about and so excited to share with you guys. Um, so this session here today is like Red said, a chance for us to start in the mentoring process. We're going to be asking some questions and giving you a chance to hear from others who have insights on how to go through this process of being mentored and how to do it more effectively and how to begin that now so that when you start those first sessions in the next uh, week or two, that you'll be more prepared and ready. So I'm really excited for the people that we have that are gonna share with us and I'm super grateful to be here with you as we build out this program and hopefully can reach more people in our community. So thanks, Red. that's all I wanted to share. Wonderful, thank you so much, Bonnie. And I wanted to emphasize to everyone the fact that there has been a lot of work that has gone into this from the entire team. A huge, huge shout out to those on the mentorship team that have put in so much time and so um, just today we have Bonnie, of course, and we also have Donna and right. Sean that have done amazing work with this emails going out and matching and the surveys and so on. So this is something we want you, we want to set you all up for success the best we know how. So this is part of the training. I'm gonna, um, so let me just share with you um, what we have up next. Uh, we have, I wanted to present to you one of the founding members or co-founder of the Product Hive organization and a tremendous individual. Um, he has been a longtime leader in the area of product and um, has fantastic, done wonderful things with Pluralsight. But I wanted to hand over the time to Gil for a few minutes. He was going to kind of brush on or talk about the topic of the founding of Product Hive and, and what that means for you as a new mentee in this cohort. So I'll turn the time over to you, Gil. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Thanks for uh, joining. I guess it's not morning anymore. It's past 12. Hi, Bonnie. Good to see you. Great. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Rod, for uh, joining. And I see some uh, plural site friends here. Uh, good to see you all. Um, Thanks for the time, really appreciate it. I just uh, was asked to share just a few things about the program and where it came from and maybe a couple of uh, pieces of advice. Um, as as uh, Rudd mentioned, um, I was a head of product at Pluralsight and head of content. Uh, that uh, ended yesterday. Yesterday was my last day, I resigned um going to take a break spend some time with my family and figure out what's next um but i'm going to be staying in utah uh and be really active in this community i'm not leaving product i'm not leaving you know this community i really uh am excited for the growth that we've seen um as red mentioned you know just a little bit of history a few years ago there were two product organizations that were trying to help the community and uh, those were combined into Product Hive. And, you know, I was one of the six uh, 
founding uh, members at the time that has helped you know organize um, the events uh, here in in Utah and I know it's it's grown beyond Utah but you know the events that we had were super valuable because we had a lot of great speakers and a lot of uh, great friends coming in and honestly just industry giants from around the country and around the world come and speak in this you know uh, in Utah. Uh, but we felt that we needed a program that was specific to connecting uh, some of the young uh, up and coming talent here in Utah and pair them up with those who have been uh, seasoned and experienced in the space. And honestly, you know, our goal there was to uh, really help the community grow even more talent because we wanted Utah to be a premier place for product and design. And uh, obviously there are disciplines outside of that as well, but our goal was to really help develop new product managers and new designers and get to see what, uh, what is out here. And, you know, some things like, Hey, what do I do for this interview? Um, Hey, how do I deal this with my boss? Um, You know, how do I take care of, you know, the next steps for me, the mentors are really there to, to connect uh, you with others and to, you know, share their experience as well. There is no money exchange and continue to be, um, you know, we're not making any money out of this program. Um, It really is just uh, a way to help each other. And honestly, like I am super impressed with the diversity that we have on this call. Uh, I'm looking at all the women and all the minorities. You know, this is the type of thing that we want to see uh, here in Utah and in this tech space. And, um, you know, my, one of my uh, challenges for this group is to look for, you know, other people uh, in the industry that are needing, you know, Michaela, Jenny Ray, I'm looking at you. We have a lot of people at Pluralsight that would, you know, benefit from this program that I could see um, as well. And so just really uh, amazed by, you know, Bonnie and, and Rudd and Donna and Sean for really helping, you know, build this program. So um, that's a, a little bit about the program and a little bit about the history. Um, I, you know, I just want to share just a few things and I'm happy to answer any questions in my segment. And if you, if you happen to have other questions later in the meeting, uh, I'm going to stay on and and help answer those questions as well, or reply in an email, but you know, um, everyone needs a mentor. And I think that is just true for, for all of us. Um, I've been in, the, in this industry for 20 years and I still look up to a lot of people and I look up to, you know, examples that are um, out there and, and I'm not looking for someone who is more experienced than me. That seems like that's what you would do, but, but really there are some really young designers that I look up to because they are just doing great, great things. Um, uh, you know, my daughter is 
19 years old and she's going to college and she's studying graphic design. And I look at her and I'm like, man, I just was, she's just way more advanced than I was when I was at that age. And she's already, you know, helping a lot of people uh, in her age. And so, you know, there's really mentors around us. Um, you know, my advice is to kind of look for those. And then specifically, you know, the, the team here, the mentoring team has done a lot of great work and is really working hard to pair you up with uh, mentors in the space. And if I remember right, when I was talking to Red yesterday, we have about 65 mentors that are in this program and then about twice as that that are mentees. And so at least two people per mentor, and that's a great ratio. And what I would, you know, really give you advice on is to just take advantage of your mentors. They're there to help. They're, they're willing to help. Um, and, uh, you know, ask the hard questions. Don't be afraid. And if it doesn't work out, you know, reach to Bonnie and the team and Rudd to say, hey, you know, I need some help here with my mentor. And they can reconnect you with someone new or, or help facilitate other conversations. But you should be getting a lot of value from the mentors that you have. And if it's not a lot of value, you know, speak up and, and, and let us help you. And so just really appreciate if I'm missing someone, by the way, on the mentoring team, I've mentioned a few names. I apologize. Nope, you got them all. <laughs> got them. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's really been a pleasure. Um, I'm going to pause right here. L let me know if there's any questions. Rudd, are there any questions I can answer at this moment or should I move on? I don't see any questions yet in the chat. So you can, you're free to keep going. Yeah, great. Um, the other thing too that I wanted to share was that, you know, when we started this a few years ago, the people that were probably mentees are mentors now. And so, you know, just know that in a couple of years, in a few years, you're, you're going to be helping other folks and, you know, take, take a, don't be afraid to mentor others uh, because that's part of the learning journey as well, is that when you actually are having to solve a problem for someone else, um, you know, you're going to learn in the process. Um, but yeah, just, just really excited for this program and to see it grow and to touch so many lives. Just really grateful for all of you and spending your time today. Um, I'm really excited um, for, for this team and, and all the work that they're doing. Um, and again, now that uh, I've resigned, I've got a little uh, few, extra, few extra hours in the week, happy to help in, in any way and, and, and really use me and I'll, provide my information to these guys and, and see if I can answer any questions over email or a quick phone call. I'm happy to do that. Gil, thank you so much. I wanted, I wanted just in the last minute or so, could you, could you tell us what you've seen as far as, which we'll trend into with Mike's comments, but what have you seen as powerful mentees? What do they look like from your experience? Oh yeah, man. Um, to me, uh, just taking, being proactive, you know, uh, I would love to see a mentee at least reach out to me every two weeks. 
um, you know, that frequency really, really helps. And it doesn't have to be super long. Um, I know when Red and I were, were having a lot of calls before, sometimes they're 15, 20 minutes and I was answering one or two questions for, for Red. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I think it's the, there's a frequency there just to kind of keep in contact and that you can solve a problem over a long period of time. And so it's not just a small problem. Like sometimes you need a mentor there for, for a few, you know, a few weeks at a time to try and solve a problem. Yeah. That's what I would, that would advise. Awesome. We're going to, um, we're going to go ahead and we can, there's, there's one question, but I think for sake of time, we'll go ahead and kind of hold on to that and then we'll move on to the next topic. But Gil, thank you so very much for sharing your thoughts and being here. And we're grateful to have you as a resource. Thanks. You're rad. Thank you. All right. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and um, jump over to our next topic, which thank you, Gil, for just touching base on quickly. Um, we have next up to talk for a few minutes is Mike Baird. And if you don't know him already, you should, because this, this guy is amazing. And I'm grateful I've um, had close associations with him. Uh, currently, he's the Senior Director of Product Management Practices at Pluralsight. And he um, agreed to share for a few minutes about what it means to be an exceptional mentee. So Mike, I go ahead and turn the time over to you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rudd. Um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity I have to come in uh, and share with you all. I'm, I'm really humbled by the invite. Um, this is a, a definitely a stellar group to see on the call here. And some, some of you I know, and some of you I've seen your names, and some of you I don't know. And so I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Um, and so, so thank you uh, for having me. Um, don't have to beg me next time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> thank Rud, you. Rud, Rud reached out to me and, and uh, asked if I'd come do this. And I wanted, to, I got a little more context from him. And I was really excited because um, what came to my mind is what I wanted to kind of share with you. Uh, today, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about that on what it means to become a mentee. But there's this quote by Robert G. Allen that I read probably 15 to 20 years ago. I can't remember. And it's just stuck in my head about what it means to be, to get a mentor and why it's so important. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you. Um, but I do want to echo, I loved hearing what Bonnie said about her being challenged, right, in the beginning. And, and, I think one of the biggest benefits that I'll, I'll go with here is like when you have a mentor um, there's someone there that can actually challenge you, but I'd also add uh, and I'll, I'll share this as well. I'm going to share a few slides, but um, holding your mentor accountable to their goals as well actually really benefits them. So it's actually a two way, it's this two way relationship. Um, and there's some really great uh, examples that I can share with that. Um, so I really love what I heard, what Bonnie said and, and Gil as well. Gil has been a mentor to me uh, personally, still still is a great friend and mentor. And so I definitely recommend that you guys all just blow up his inbox because he's uh, he's jobless right now. And uh, lots of going fast. 
Her yeah, name. he has all the time in the world. So <laughs> Gil, Gil's probably loving this. <laughs> um, so let me share my screen and um, let's see, host disabled attendee screen sharing. I think you have to enable it. And you don't have to, if it doesn't work, I can just read, it's fine. It's really simple. Remind me where I'm looking. I don't know. I'll I'll just I'll just I'll just it, read it. It's red. It's by share screen. There should be a little up arrow. You click mm. that, and there should be a multiple. I should. I think I got it now. Okay. Cool. It's not that exciting. Don't get don't get too excited. <laughs> um. Cool. So uh so. Really quick on me, um, Rudd mentioned I'm, I'm a senior director of product management practices at Pluralsight. What I'll, I'll share with that is I actually have four product management principles. These are high, uh, highly skilled product managers that um, support about 10 product managers each inside of Pluralsight. And um, it's something new. It was a new experiment in Pluralsight, this new structure where we didn't have any um, we didn't have any functional leaders. We had only directors of different business units. And, and, and so we just matrix style of, of principles to support all these product managers. We had about 40 of them. And just in the last year, we hired 25 new product managers. And I was involved with, you know, probably 200 different interviews last year. So I had a ton of, of experience learning how to interview, what to look for. And, and, and uh, that went from senior to, um, you know, to, to intern level interviews. And I love it. I love it. I love having the conversations. I love hearing the stories um, and the purpose and the goals that, that these individuals bring to the table and, and really the skills and craft that they bring to the table. So my, my role has been really to help um, product managers learn how to do their best work. And our principles have been focused on that as well. Um, so this kind of hits home for me, this idea of becoming a mentee and a mentor, because it has a lot to do with, um, mastering a craft. And that's where this quote comes into play, um, uh, from Robert Allen. And so, uh, so the quote goes like this, decide on a discipline that you want to master and, and then decide to take ownership of that awareness. And I love that, right? Ownership of the awareness of that. I'm going to master this specific craft or skill. Then become a mentee to a great and inspiring mentor. And like all joking aside, Gilbert Lee is a great and inspiring mentor. Like he is a great, go no further. He is a, a great example to me of what that looks like. So him and, and people like him that have his skill set would be great for you. You must want to become a mentee as much as you want your next breath of air. And I think that was really powerful because I think some of us may kind of come in and be like, yeah, it'd be cool to be a part of a mentor program. And I get to like meet people and network and everything. But, but it just like, this is the word, this is the line that like hit me really hard of how important it is to, to, to need to become, want to become a mentee. And when you do, you will discover a way you'll discover a way to master that craft. Right. So all the things that were said today, I really appreciate it. I really love hearing um, some of these examples. And I'm just going to go over three things that I think are really critical and crucial in, in developing this, this mentee mentor relationship. And the first one is goals 
our goals. I mentioned this a little bit before. Um, and goals can be tricky because I think, especially if you're new, like knowing what you should focus on, like there's everything, right? There's all these things, but figuring out like what you're going to narrow in on um, is really critical and, and really, and really important. And I think one of the best ways to help define those goals is actually to think about, um, you know, what, where you want to be in a certain period of time, like in the next year or two. And then the questions you can ask yourself are what must be true to get me to those, those, that, the, that place, what must be true. And that can start to be a foundation for your goal setting. If you struggle with that still, um, one of my favorite things, another great piece of advice that I received is to also ask your mentor what their goals are. Like, what are your goals? What are your top three goals? If, if I were going to Gil, I would say, Gil, now that you don't have a job, what are your top three goals in, in, uh, in your life? Right. And he might not have an answer right away because he just made a transition, but that can be a really powerful moment as you both share. Here's my top three goals. Now, this is where they, this is, you know, this is where they've been before. And so hearing your mentors, your mentors goals, as well as developing your own and sharing those are really, really important. Um, and, and I would highly, highly recommend that you build those and keep them really narrowed and focused to, you know, two to three goals is, is plenty um, to share with your mentor. What, one example is, that I've received as I've been a mentor has been just having a vision for who I want to become. Like having a written vision um, and mission for myself of what successful me looks like. And so that's a great goal. That's a great goal, a great starting point. That's, that's maybe, you know, that could be more early or it could be later in your career. Another one could be to, to connect with a certain number of people. There's, there's an endless amount of goals, but, but starting there can be a great point where your mentor can push you, as Bonnie was saying, to maybe stretch further. Maybe your goal, I think one thing that's really great about Gil is he's a, a, he's a pusher. Uh, he likes to push people to stretch beyond the goals that they're seeing. Like, what can we do that's further? Like, I know this is what you're seeing, but what if we pushed you beyond your limit that you think you have? So that's why I love goals. I also agree with Gil's uh, comment about proactivity. Like, um, especially if you're that mentee needing your next breath of air, like that's how you should think about it. Like if your next breath of air is the next conversation you're going to have with your mentor, think about it that way and think about how you're going to set up that time, get it on the calendar. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they're busy and they have to reschedule, but, but stay on them, stay, stay with them, stay connected and, and hold each other accountable, which kind of goes into this last, this last piece. So this is my third piece, which is accountability. And, Accountability goes two ways. It's, it's me showing up and saying, Hey, here's, here's what I've created for my vision for myself, or here's how many people I've talked to, or here's what I'm designing right now. Um, and, and showing up and just sharing that, that accountability is so massive uh, on both sides because you can come, you can actually ask your uh, mentor, like, how can I hold, is there anything I can do to help you in accountability? Is there anything I can, I can follow up with you on that you need, you would like me to follow up on? I think there's a tactful way to say, Hey, I'm here for you as much as, as like, you know, as I'm, uh, as you are for me. And, and personally, um, as I've mentored, like that's been a really wonderful experience for me to have uh, a mentee kind of ask me how I'm doing in my goals. 
right? How am I doing in, um, you know, preparing a talk or preparing a, you know, lecture or, or some sort of um, curriculum or, or whatever it is that we're working on. So that, those are the three things. Again, it's uh, goals, accountability, and um, goals, accountability, and, and proactivity, and keeping that mindset that, that you need to become a mentee just like you need your next breath of air, because that's, that's how you're going to master the skills and the craft um, that you're trying to, to go after. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop sharing there and, and just see if I have any time left for questions or anything. Thank you so very much, Mike. That was fantastic. Um, currently we, we don't have any questions right now. If, if you are willing, you are able with your schedule, you can, we can call for them again at the end, but if you're able to stick around, but those are powerful points. I'm so grateful you made those. Um, any kind of ending comments you want to make before we move on to the next topic? I didn't quit my job yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm with Gil in uh, that I totally support this community. Um, anything I can do to, to give back or to support, like a, the future is on this call right here. And I'm 100% committed to helping people um, to grow. And I would love to, to chat with any of you. So it helps me just as much uh, to learn your stories and experiences. And I would welcome it. I'm glad to know by inviting people, we actually got them to commit to mentor more people. So we're, we're growing in our pool of mentors. We're so grateful, but I would add my, I wasn't going to volunteer you, but I was going to say was that while Mike still has that full-time employment, he is a phenomenal mentor as well. So we're grateful to have you as part of our organization, Mike. So thank you for your time. Thanks. Rod. We're, we're going to go ahead and um, transition. Um, to our our next topic we have in case of uh sorry i'm moving through logistics here so the next person we're going to have speak to us is um someone that i worked with in prior years and she nisa proved to be a tremendous influence for good in the organization that i was a part of with her and since then of course as well and she, I asked her to be a part of this because she actually reached out to me and asked about needs that I might have. This is years back when we worked together as far as mentorship. And she provided the perfect amount of guidance when I needed it. And so she is one, I guess, the case of master question asker. And so I wanted to invite her to participate today to share a little bit more about asking, building the right questions when going about a mentorship program. So Nisa, I'll turn the time over to you. Thank you, Rod. Let me share my screen real quick here. Okay, everyone see that okay, Rod? Yep, we yep. see you, it's just great. Okay, awesome, let me get... Oops, there we go. Okay, so as Red said, I'm Nisa Farley, and I, I have been fortunate enough to work with Red in the past and, and have a lot of respect for Red and, and love the Product Hive organization. So thank you for everyone that's been involved in pulling this together. I want to start today by sharing a little bit more about myself. I was an extremely shy country girl that never dreamed of a career in tech. 
And that was before I obtained um, my bachelor's degree in business and my MBA in information technology as a first generation college grad. And my career in tech, it started in 2001. I was a technical project manager in the telecommunications industry. Now this was back in the days of dial-up internet and the brick phone, I mean, literally the brick phone. Um, they had bag phones, tri-mode cell phones were just starting to come out. And I helped to launch one of the first ever texting platforms in the state of Utah. Um, DSL was the emerging technology in rural Utah as far as um, broadband deployments. And so I was a corporate liaison for the technological advances. And I was integral in building out the educational fiber optic networks throughout the state. And I moved into software development in about 2011. And so since that time, I've led the development of three fully featured SaaS applications. I started as a product manager and then was promoted to director of product and then went on to be VP of product. And so for the majority of the last nine years, I've spent my time in product leadership positions. And as a woman in tech for um, the majority of my career, I've often been the only woman in the company or the only woman at the table or the only woman in a leadership team. And so I, you know, for me, mentoring takes on a special meaning because I survived and I rose above a tyrannical CEO. Um, I challenged dramatic wage gaps, I crashed through the glass ceiling, and I overcame staggering odds that were stacked against me. And so for that reason, I'm passionate about mentoring, and I was really excited about this opportunity today and come, to come and talk with you about how to get the most out of your mentorship opportunities. And so today, I'm going to talk about the types of questions that you should ask your mentor. And so first, I want you to imagine putting yourself out there and signing up to have a product hive mentor. Wait, you guys have already done that, right? So congratulations to each and every one of you. This is really exciting. And so when you start working with your mentor, um, you, might, you might feel excitement, you might feel admiration, you might even feel awe for your mentor. But after time passes and you have built that solid relationship, um, those mentoring sessions, they might not be as invigorating as they used to and they might not be quite as energizing for your mentor either. And so it can be, you know, it can be easy for those mentor conversations to become repetitive or to become stale. But I don't want you to write off the relationship too quickly, even if it seems like maybe that it's run its course for you, because oftentimes it's not the relationship that's stale, it's just that you need some fresh materials to discuss. And so in order to keep the material fresh, I want you to take some time and be thoughtful and prepare a list of diverse questions ahead of time. And so today we're gonna to go through four types of questions that you could ask a mentor to keep the conversation flowing. So to break the ice, uh, have your mentor tell you a story um, from his or her own career. Everybody loves to talk about themselves and it's a good, great way to get the conversation flowing. Um, ask, how did you get to where you are today? Um, ask them, how do they land their current role? Um, but as you go along, you can ask more specific questions that address your career objectives and concerns. Um, and so, so here's some of the questions to consider. Um, tell me, was there a time you messed up and felt like you failed? How did you bounce back? Talk about resiliency. That's really important in a career. Um, was there ever a role that you applied for and landed, but you weren't 100% qualified to do? How did you proceed? I think we all will have those situations where we land in a role that we're going, 
oh, what did I get myself in, into? Here we go, jump in with both feet kind of thing. You know, what can we learn from our mentor about that? Um, maybe can you tell me about a time when you had a difficult boss? How did you handle that situation? So these are the types of questions that you can think about in advance and pull together a list of questions. Asking your mentor to share stories can help you to find inspiration in situations um, that they've already lived through and, and overcome. And sometimes it's hard for you to find the courage that you're looking for. And so listening to what someone else has overcome can help you find, help you find the courage that you need um, that maybe has been hard to come by. So after you get more uh, general feedback um, from your mentor, don't hesitate to ask your mentor to tell you more specific stories and um, stories that are relatable to your career journey. So now that you have the conversation flowing, um, you can get more granular in your requests. One of the best ways to get a lot of value out of a mentor is to present something specific for them to help you solve. Um, it might be how do you, you know, get your startup through a successful launch, it might be releasing a feature, building out a design team, or maybe even managing an underperformer if you're a leader. And this doesn't mean that you're asking them to solve it for you or asking them to give you the answer. Rather, you'd love to get to know them and hear their experience on your path to find a solution um, or reach a specific milestone. So a couple of questions here you might ask. Um, my boss said I need to be more strategic. What does that mean? Um, how can I stay connected to key influencers who do not work in the same office or geographical area? That one right now probably has a, a lot bigger meaning to people than it used to in a COVID world. Um, when trying to gain buy-in to implement a new program, what tactics have worked for you? So get into real life situations. But there's one caveat that I wanna call out here and that's that I want you to make sure that you're being deliberate in expressing the outcomes that you want to achieve. And when you start with that specific outcome, the action to take, it becomes clearer. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. If you're having a conflict with a team member, the best solution will be different if you're trying to repair the relationship versus if you think it's hopeless and you just want to get away from that person and your mentor will have different advice based on the outcome that you would like to achieve. So self-awareness, Mike mentioned awareness. Um, one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself is the gift of self-awareness. And that means having the ability to see yourself as others view you. And that way, if you like the way that others perceive you, then you can embrace it and you can take steps to strengthen that positive perception. If you don't like how you're currently perceived, then you can take shift steps to shift that perception to a more positive one that supports rather than undermines your career and leadership goals. Um, so a couple questions here. Now, a lot of these self-awareness um, questions, the way they're worded here, it, it is based off of somebody that is in the same organization as you. But you can tweak these to work with a mentor that doesn't work in the same organization. A good example of that is, do I come across as strategic or tactical in my day-to-day -day communication? Well, a mentor may not see that if he's not working with you every day, but you could change that question to say, do I come across as strategic or tactical in our conversations? So just tweak these a little bit to be something that works well for you. Um, so after you start with the obvious questions like, how do you see others perceiving me? Get more specific so that your mentor can really hold up that mirror 
and it can provide you um, detailed feedback on how your actions and communications, um, uh, sorry, how, on how your actions and communications impact the way others are seeing you and the, their perception of you. And don't hesitate, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, Self-awareness is a powerful tool that you can leverage. The next is skill building. So if there's a current skill that you're currently working to enhance, such as product management, user interviews, um, long-term strategic planning, even something like delegating or public speaking, use these questions and ask your mentor for advice and resources that can help you to polish those skills. A couple questions here. Um, what practices can you recommend for dealing with nervousness while speaking to groups? Somebody can help mentor me on that. Um, another one, do you have any quick tips for re-energizing an overworked team? Um, I, that's something that, you know, could sharing tips between leaders can be really helpful. Um, I love this one. How can I become a more assertive negotiator? I can always use tips in that realm. But be humble and be open to learning and accepting advice about different ways to approach your development. Uh, a mentor may recommend a skill building approach that sounds out of the box for you and you may be nervous about giving it a try. So be willing to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. So with these four types of questions and the examples that I've shared, uh, you're never going to sit through a mentoring conversation wondering how to keep the discussion engaging, as long as you take the time in advance to do your preparation work. So the more time that you take to prepare for your mentoring sessions, the more you're going to get out of them and the more mutually beneficial they will be for, your, for you and your mentor. Um, it's help, it might be helpful for you to share your list of questions once you have it prepared. Share that in advance with your mentor and encourage them to use it to maximize the value of the time that you spent together. Um, I'm also going to put a plug in, just like Gil did, to, to encourage you to consider becoming a mentor yourself. Because no matter where you are in your career path, there is someone out there that knows less than what you do. If you're brand new in your career, you just graduated college, there's someone in high school that wants to get into the career that you're in. Um, there's someone out there that desires to take a trail that you've already blazed. And it's never too early in your career, career to help someone learn from your experiences and what you've learned. I, now, I deliberately chose a resource that you could each find and use for your upcoming mentoring sessions and as you're preparing. So this, um, this article I found on um, Forbes.com, it's called 40 Questions to Ask a Mentor. So you can find that there and good luck as you start to prepare for your mentoring sessions. Red, I'll turn it back yeah. to you. Nisa, thank you so very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And that um, those are perfect segues into how each mentor or mentee jumps into their first session with their mentors. So I, and I'm, I would be, I think I'm confident to say that Nisa and also Mike, you'd be willing to share your PowerPoints so that we could give those to our attendees as well. And they can skim yep. over those questions. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Perfect. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to just round out what I was wanting to present and then I'll leave a few minutes at the end and we can jump into questions. Um, we are grateful to have, of course, Nisa and Gil and Mike around. So the questions, again, just put them in the Zoom chat. If we don't get to them now, we'll get to them soon thereafter. But let me go ahead and just 
um, round out this time, our, our session today with the last points. I wanted to just confirm to you, what does success look like? Uh, as Nisa pointed out, we have to make sure that um, we know that before going into, or at least starting to tackle this question before we go into a mentorship relationship or case of this powerful way for us to grow and understand more from a mentor. So the first point is really the fact that we, you can't measure and accomplish, sorry, you have to measure and accomplish your goals and you can't succeed if you don't have a goal. If there's no thing to achieve, then you won't be able to. I think that's probably clear to see. So when you're thinking of those things, again, we have the questions to, to prompt you in the Zoom chat, but we'll send those out afterward as well. But be thinking of your goals as you go into this first session. How do I measure those things? That's critical. Make your strengths your strategy, as was pointed out previously. What am I good at? What do I want to be better at? That's self-awareness and allowing that to guide your next steps. Another point about success is, as Nisa mentioned and Gil, become a mentor yourself, no matter your experience. Reach out to someone else and be able to offer your insight. And th those will, you'll always find an opportunity to do that. So consider that as you go forward. And then uh, another point I might make too, is when you become a mentor, you'll begin to really appreciate what mentees do and don't do. And you'll be able to mirror that in your relationships with the mentor. And the last point is just maintain these things, these relationships with mentors. That's what success looks like for our mentorship program is that these go long, go on long after the cohort ends. And as we've heard from all three of our presenters, myself, Bonnie, and our, our team, we benefit from mentors we made years and years ago, still do. So that's the end of the comments that I have prepared. We have about five or so minutes left that we can leave for questions. So I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. I wanted to um, just remind you again, send them in Zoom chat your questions and we'll get to those as we can. And to, we'll stop there and we'll take some questions and then I'll round out with the fact that, well, I'll do, I'll do it now just to make sure we get it in. So we're gonna send out a questionnaire to via Slack and email following this um, presentation to allow us to get feedback and, and verify different things like who attended and what they benefited from. So look out for that questionnaire uh, in the next coming days that you'll be able to, again, help us help you better as mentees. So let's go ahead and um, look at what we have now. They might be coming in, but I wanted, there's a first question here, Nisa, that talked a little bit about tactics that you've used when your questions seem to continually fall flat based on responses from your mentor. Would you, would you take a minute if that rings true to you to respond to that question? Questions seem to fall flat and based on the response from your mentor, what would you do differently? Yeah, so I think one thing starting out is mentorship is about relationships and it's about becoming comfortable with your mentor. It's about understanding each other. And so if there's a kind of a subservient feel to a mentorship, 
um, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for being able to have honest open conversations but if you show interest in your mentor and, and they they've taken an interest in you to understand you personally what drives you what are your goals what are you excited about what do you you know what do you struggle with um, and so, so I guess, you know, not knowing the situation, it, it's, it's a little bit hard to, um, and whoever answered the question, I'm happy to, if you want to reach out to me, I can give you a more specific answer. But for me, um, number one, build the relationship and, and make sure that you're taking the time to, to have that solid foundation. And number two, I would say, um, take the time to, uh, to prepare your questions in, a, in advance and be thoughtful in them. And don't always put it out there as a, Hey, tell me how to handle this type of question. Put it out there as a question in, you know, I've I've taken and analyzed this situation, and here is here is the way I feel, um, you know, would be best to move forward. But I'd love your insight because you you tend to have a unique perspective that I don't always always possess, and and that that way it shows that you've put in, put some time and energy into solving it, and you're not just looking for your mentor to solve for you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nisa. I wanted to, um, Mike, I know you've been and always have been great at this, uh, Gil and Nisa as well, but Mike, I wanted to, to reference you in this question. How, how is it that you might measure or goals you might use as measurable goals for a mentorship relationship? What, mm. what are some examples you might use for that? And Nisa, Gil, if you'd like to chime in, you're welcome. Great question. Um, so first of all, I think there was a question before as well as how do you, what's a good framework to use to help define your goals? Um, yeah. Actually love, what I love about the product hive space and mentoring here is that I feel like um, I can treat myself as a product almost and separate myself uh, and just look at myself as the product and decide what is, like, what outcome do we want to create and what, you know, what must be true for me to, to be able to get there. And that's where I start. And so once I've determined like what must be true for me to, you know, get to a different part of my career or speak at a conference or deliver a specific product or whatever, I can actually determine like what must be true. And that's where I feel like mentors can play a huge role and you can actually map those out. I, I also strongly recommend that when you first meet with your mentor, you start a Google doc um, that you can, or some sort of format that you can synchronize and, and share where you put in your goals and you can come back to them every time and follow up. Um, and, and having that regular cadence in a written down way uh, is a really, really strong way to do that. I think one other thing I'll say, and this is for products as well, is that uh, in KPIs, there's a great article out there somewhere, like um, discovering what those KPIs are, discovering what to measure is almost as important as discovering you know, the goal itself and how you wanna measure it, right? And so I think there's actually a discovery process that goes along with it. There may not be a solid answer right when you land of like, we're going to measure, you know, um, how many people you talk to or whatever. You may have to, have to learn that what we're, what we're going to go discover here is, um, you know, I want to measure um, how I interview customers and how many, how, what it takes to, to discover what our customers really value, like those kind of things. And that may be something you need to, to work on. But writing it down, sharing it, that's where I would start. Awesome. I'd probably just add to here, um, at Pluralsight, we created a product manager and product designer career framework. And um, I, we were, I think we're happy to share that. I, I don't work there anymore. Mike, it's up to you. <laughs> you can but, speak. 
Yeah. Um, and Rod, you had that experience as well. I think that one helps you kind of, we, we kind of put it on the map to help people use it as a, again, just a starting point and then how to turn those into goals could, uh, could be translated, you know, pretty easily. I think we could share that with the community. It's not pro proprietary to like Pluralsight stuff, but um, I think that's something that we could share in an email as a follow-up. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I know just in chat, you'll see that that's something that a lot of people would find valuable. So we'll, we'll be sure to follow up with that. Um, the last question before we run out of time, I wanted to actually, um, Gil, if you could chime in on this, you might be getting a lot of these right now, but what would you recommend as far as a first email to your mentor? What's kind of the structure, the format, if any kind of recommendation there? Yeah, I, I think for me, and this is true for like starting a job, but just get to know your mentor. You know, the first two meetings that you have, um, it's just for them to get to know you and for them to get, uh, for you to get to know them. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to, you know, uh, make it so formal right away. It's just like, hey, tell me, tell me about your family. Tell me about your life. What are your experiences? Because I think a lot of the times when I mentor folks, man, it goes all the way back into life experiences that they've had and to becoming who they are today. And so you would want to be able to understand that from your mentor and vice versa. Just as an example, you know, um, when people find out that I'm an immigrant to this country, if you're an immigrant as well, like that's a big, uh, you know, experience that you have in common. And that allows you to, you know, go back to the basics and, and really understand like, how do I have all these insecurities about being an immigrant and all these things that goes into their experience today. So yeah, that's, that's really for me, it's just like, Hey, just make it informal, just get to know folks. It's really about friendships. Like if I can call this the friendship program, I would, um, but it really is just developing friendships and, and, and really getting to know folks. Unmute here. All right. That's, those are tremendous points. Thank you so much, Gil. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and wrap this session right now. Um, and again, we'll have more that'll be sent out, um, following this session including the recording. So please, um, mentees, this is all meant for you to be successful. So we hope you'll take into account and take put into action the tremendous thoughts shared by Mike, Nisa, and, and Gil, and Bonnie to help make this a program that will continue to grow in momentum and effort. And so thank you all again so much for your time today. And we hope um, you have a fantastic first uh, continue, first interaction with your mentors and a very wonderful and beneficial mentorship experience.